Hey. Hey. <laughs> we here. We back. Hopefully for the next couple weeks. Yeah. A regular schedule. A regular. Back. Regular schedule. Um, so we just got done doing our live. If you haven't watched that, um, you should go like our Facebook page yeah. and check it out. And the audio is up too. Like, yeah, it'll be up. Yeah. The audio should... is up. But if you want to see our so faces, faces, that's Facebook. except my face looked bad oh, and my hair, my hair was so cute. I got a shower, straightened my hair. It looked really good. Like my part was like outside. doing the thing. And then the humidity was just like, nah, just kidding. I'm not I put, gonna look I mean, today. my face wasn't that great either. I put makeup on in like five minutes before. I no, left your wings are like. Shh. I don't even know how I did that. No, <laughs> and, and if I try, they're uneven and they look all fucked up. And I'm like, do do, and then they're right. Listen, wings are like eyebrows. They're not supposed to be twins. They're just sisters. I've never heard. Yeah. So. That's good. Normally, my right's always different than my left. I know. That's what I always tell myself, and I'm like, oh, I fucked that up, and I was like, you know. And what? And then I'll try to, to go friends. over it. And fix it, and then, like, my whole eyelid's black. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's not what I was aiming yeah. for at all, but it's fine. That happens to me all the time. Um, so, it's because we just wrapped up our live episode, we don't have any updates on the Gabby case no. or the Kristen Smart case <laughs> or anything. Uh, so, maybe next week or whenever we record again. I did get a picture of um, the suspect from the Mozart mur- murder. Oh, you that's did? So weird to say that. Mozart murder. Um, they don't have a name yet, but there's a picture of him. Hmm. Is he young? Young guy? He looks younger. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Mozart, but I've never seen this guy before. Yeah. He looks... Oh. Yeah. Is he, like, crying? So, I don't know if someone had, like, a camera out in front of their house and that's what caught it. Oh, shit, yeah. It looks like from a doorbell. Yeah. Like, he's on the ground in that one. Well, shit's Hmm. wild. I guess we'll see. Mozart be wild and I know I grew up there that's just and it's literally like there was a picture posted on Facebook and it was from the house at the end of my mom's driveway Mm. taking a picture up the hill like that's how close it was to the house I grew up in that's crazy yeah that's crazy that that's like it's just so close yeah like that shit just doesn't happen around here so I don't know we'll see what what develops on that too yeah um business do we have any not really. We're just trying to get back, back into, into it. it. Yeah. But yeah, we took some weeks off in the summer because we were out of town and moving and getting new jobs and all kinds of shit yeah. going on in our life. Fun so, adulty life things. Adulty life things. But now we're settled and kids are back in school and things are kind of calming down. Yeah. Hopefully so, staying in school. Hopefully staying in school, yes. Because I can't. Oh, I know. What a shit show. Huge shit show. I cannot take another year like last year because it was a dumpster fire. It was. We can't have two dumpster fire years in a row. No, we can't do it anymore. Plus, like, Slam and I are getting married in, like, nine months. That's so crazy. And I don't want to wear a mask. uh, Like, like, do what you need to do so I don't have to wear a mask at my wedding. Do the thing. And we thought we were being smart. We're like, oh, we won't get married this summer. We'll get married next summer and all this shit will be over. No. No. Here we are. No. Now we got all these different strains and I'm over it. I am too. I'm over it. Officially. So, no business. But we still have a Patreon. Um, uh, the link to the Patreon's on our Facebook page. So, so you should definitely like You should um, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we only have, like, a $3 tier or something, which isn't bad. It's no. It would be $3 a month. You don't, don't even miss that. 
Um, you'll get behind the scenes exclusives. We'll be putting out Patreon exclusive episodes, things like that. So we want to, we have to first get Patreons in order to, to do, do cool, cool things yeah. with the Patreons. Yes. So that could be you. You could, you be, could be in that cool kids group. You could be the first. You could be the first trendsetter. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your wife. I was gonna say that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're just back to a regular episode tonight with the true crime and the paranormals, and I'm going first, and I got the true crimes, and tonight I'm going to tell you the story of Natalie Wood. Oh yay! Do you know? I do. Do you? Oh good. Good. So Natalie, no, oh, sorry, Natalia. That's such a pretty name. I know. I love that. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher this because it's like a Russian last name. Zakarinko? Sure. Yeah. Um, she was a beautiful, talented actress who was born July 20th, 1939. She was born to a Russian immigrant parents, and she appeared in her first movie at the age of five. And you might know her from the role she played when she was five. Or sorry, when she was eight. Um, and that movie is Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, Natalia's childhood unfortunately was not a happy one um her mother maria had her mind made up that beautiful dark-haired natalia would be a movie star she's living vicariously through her daughter yes. just like jean benet's mom exactly and she was gonna do everything in her power like, to make it so be kids yeah she, N- natalie was definitely not able to be just a normal no kid. and if, if they they decide that they want to do those things awesome support mm-hmm. them but don't push them into the lifestyle because you want the notoriety or or the, the lifestyle money or yeah whatever. or anything for yourself right so natalia learned early on how to please people and do what she was told and how her mother wanted her to act and behave uh during the movie that she made in 1946 called tomorrow is forever Young Natalia was unable to cry on cue. And this is super sad. Oh, I know. I remember this part. So her mother took her aside and showed her this beautiful butterfly. And then began to tear it to pieces in front of Natalia. Who was just like a kid. Yeah. Like she was a baby. baby. And as soon as like she started crying and sobbing, she just pushed her back out on set to like Like, do the scene. She's crying now. Yep. Here you go. She's doing what you ask her to do. So how could, how could you do that to your own child? It's, it's monstrous. There were other stories where Maria would um, try to make her cry by telling her stories of animal cruelty or bringing up the family's dead dog, which is like, that's sick. That is super sick. It's super sick. So once her acting career began to take off, studio executives from RKO Radio Pictures suggested that she adopt a more American sounding name. Um, so thus her name was changed to Natalie Wood. She soon began to take on the nickname One Take Natalie under her mother's strict coaching because she was known as one of the most cooperative and professional young actresses at the time. Uh, From a young age, Natalie's mother instilled in her a deep fear of water. Oh, no. Because a fortune teller told Maria that one of her children would die of drowning. That's wild. It's crazy. So, as a result, Natalie never learned to swim, and she grew up having this incredible fear of water. Like, she wouldn't even get her head wet when her hair was washed. Like, she was that afraid of water. That's a deep, deep deep-seated fear. Yeah. So, on the set of The Green Promise, Natalie was nine, and she was involved in a scene where she would run across this bridge, and it would collapse once she got to the other side. 
However, the bridge collapsed when Natalie was on it, and she almost drowned in the water below. She broke oh, her wrist. So scary. I know. She broke her wrist in the process, and her mother told her to hide it and not tell anyone about it for fear that she would get fired from the movie. And that and it would make her deal with having a broken Yeah, she had a broken wrist, wrist. And she was worried that it would harm her career. So it was never treated properly. Like she didn't take her to the doctors. It wasn't put in a cast. It oh was it didn't like heal properly. So for the rest of her life, Natalie wore big bangles on that wrist to cover up the fact that her bone was protruding from where it had healed improperly. Great. Mother of the year right yeah. there. Just fucking hate her. So in her teenage years is when Natalie started to rebel a little. And she got the role in a film called Rebel Without a Cause. It was the one film that she actually wanted to do as opposed to, like, Being the roles to yes, do the other that, ones. yeah, her mother wanted to do. She had a short stint um, in a real high school where she and another teenage boy started a relationship. But her mother, like, promptly ended that relationship. Because he was, like, not deemed... Proper and suitable for her. Like, she wanted her to marry, like, a Hollywood elite. So, there was an incident that happened when Natalie was only 16. And trigger, trigger, trigger warning. um, This involves rape. Apparently, her mother wanted her to get a certain part in a certain movie. And took her to meet someone big in Hollywood um, in order to make a good impression on him. This actor is never named, but there's rumors and speculations to who it might have been. She drove Natal. Uh, sorry, she drove Natalie to the hotel to meet this actor, and Maria and Natalie's younger sister Lana waited in the back seat. Lana test. Lana has had interviews about this, and she said that she waited so long in the car for Natalie to come back that she had fallen asleep. Not- Lana was eight years old at the time. When Natalie got back into the car, she was so upset. And she and her mother uh, talked in very harsh whispers all the way home, like they were arguing. Lana said it was something they never talked about, but later on, Natalie alluded to the fact that something really bad had happened, and it had lasted for hours. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. So some of Natalie's closest friends have come out to say that Natalie um, confided in them, and that a film star had lured her and tricked her to this hotel... And raped her so brutally that she was physically injured. Which is... That's sick. Disgusting and awful. She was too frightened or too intimidated to go to the police. Her friends go on to say that Natalie hated her former screen idol afterwards, shuddering if she heard his name. She would keep she the horrible... PTSD from that Yeah, shit. absolutely. Because he probably... I mean, if she never said anything, then he was never caught. No, and, he probably did it to other people. Yeah, and he's probably this big but name he, yeah. and... You know, she probably passed him on red carpets. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. No. So she would keep the horrible secret and behave as if nothing happened whenever their paths intersected. Too schooled by her mother in the politics of Hollywood to cross the powerful movie star. Because she was also afraid of, like, he's so famous. What's he going to do to my career? Yeah. And um, Lana has gone on to say that she won't name the person because she wants the focus to be on Natalie and the awful thing that happened to her and not who this person is. So, like, oh. I don't fully understand that because he, like you said, he's probably done it to other yeah. people. But, like, I get, like, she wants the focus to be on Natalie and, like, say it's, like, some big A-lister. Like, yeah. then, yeah, then it's going to be about him and not, and not about Natalie. Her. 
So I, I get that in a sense, but I'm like, at the same time, like, wouldn't you want him brought to justice? For what he did, Because yeah. he's probably doing it to other people. So in 1956, 18-year-old Natalie married 26-year-old Robert Wagner, known to everyone as RJ. Natalie first saw RJ when she was 10 years old and RJ was 18, and she turned to her mother and she said, I'm going to marry him. Which is like a cute That's thing adorable. for a 10-year-old to say, but at the same time, it's like kind of creepy. creepy. Because, I mean, I guess it's not, like, a huge age gap. But at 10, it is. But, yeah, that's that's kind of creepy. Um, Natalie was arguably more famous than RJ, which was a big, like, source of contention throughout their entire marriage. Um, they were, like, the it couple of the 50s and 60s. And supposedly they were wildly in love. But as Natalie started to get more and more famous and doing friends like Splendor in the Grass and she did West Side Story... Um, her and RJ's marriage became really rocky. They separated in 1961 and they divorced the following year. RJ was insanely jealous of Natalie's co-star um, in Splendor in the Grass, Warren Beatty. Yeah. Um, and they, she, he was convinced they were having an affair. Wagner even says in his biography that he drove to Beatty's house one night with a gun and the intention of shooting him because he was so convinced they were having an affair. Wow. But he never got out of the car. He was too scared to. Um, one story behind their breakup was that Natalie came home one day and caught RJ in bed with their butler, who was a man. A man. Yeah. He was a man's. A man's. Yeah. Um, after the divorce, Natalie began taking an active role in her own mental health, which, yay for awesome. her. Yeah. Um, she went to therapy sessions five times a week, sometimes more than once a day. Wow. Both RJ and Natalie. That's a lot of shit to work through, though. Yeah. She, she had some things to work through, for sure. Um, both RJ and Natalie began dating other people, and one of the people Natalie began see- seeing was Warren Beatty, um, but she swears nothing happened between them during the time she was married to RJ, that it happened after. RJ went on to marry actress Marion Marshall, and they had a daughter, Katie, in 1964. They divorced in 1971. In 1969, Na- uh, Natalie married film producer uh, Richard Greg- uh, Gregson. And they also had a daughter, Natasha, who was born in 1970, but they too went on to divorce a year later after Natalie overheard an inappropriate conversation between Gregson and his secretary. (laughs) Um, In 1972, RJ and Natalie found their way back to each other and remarried. Contrast to the last time they were married, Robert's career was now on the up and up, and he was making pretty good headway as a successful TV actor. Uh, By this point, Natalie was enjoying being a mother so she and Robert had a child together in 1974. Um, and so at this time, she was basically semi-retired from acting because she was focusing on, on, being on being a mom. And she wanted this marriage to RJ to work this time. Um, so that's what really where her focus was. So the 1980s film Brainstorm was supposed to be like her big comeback film. Yeah. And she was starring alongside Christopher Walken. So it was going to be like a, a big, big thing. thing. So Thanksgiving weekend in 1981, Natalie, her husband, RJ, Christopher Walken, and their yacht's captain, Dennis Davern, went on a weekend trip to the Santa Catalina Island. On the evening of the 28th, authorities recovered 43-year-old Natalie Wood's body one mile from the boat with a dinghy beached nearby. RJ said she had not been with him when he went to bed. Her body had multiple bruises on her body and arms, as well as a bruise on her cheek. And 
that they said, like the coroner said, it wasn't from her body being in the in water. water. It Something happened. happened before she yeah. went overboard. Uh, so the ship's captain, Dennis, reported that Natalie and RJ had been arguing that evening, which RJ vehemently denied at the time. And he only later admitted in her memoir that they had been arguing. She had been drinking that night, and the Los Angeles coroner ruled that the cause of death at the time was accidental drowning and hypothermia. The theory was that she had been drinking and she slipped while trying to retie the dinghy that was banging against the side of the yacht. Lana, her sister, said that that never would have happened. She wouldn't have leaned over there. She's afraid of water. Right, because Natalie couldn't swim. She had this fear of water. She would have never, and she, even if she was, like, trying to, like, get off the yacht and take the dinghy to land, like, she would never have done she that. She have done that. Because no. she didn't want to be that close to the water. If she wouldn't get her hair wet in the shower, yeah. she's not. She's not going to lower a dinghy into the water and take it to shore. No. Like, she's just not going to do that. So, and that's where the story would have ended had it not been for the ship's captain coming forward in 2011 with new information stating that he had lied to the police during the uh, initial investigation. Just tell the truth, people. And it gets crazy. Like, I listened to this entire podcast about it, and I, I can't remember the name of the podcast now. I'll have to look it up. But his testimony was crazy because he's like, I think afterwards, like, RJ, like, held him captive on the boat for yeah, a little bit. Yes, like I remember hearing that. Craziness. And, like, so he was, like, afraid that RJ would kill him. kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, lied to the police and told them whatever RJ wanted him to say. But in 2011, he's like, I can't do it anymore. He came forward with new information. He alleged that Natalie was flirting with Christopher Walken, and that enraged RJ. He also said that RJ had prevented Dennis from turning the searchlights on and asked him instead if he wanted another drink. Dennis said that RJ is responsible for her death. So, like, he can't, like, Dennis, like, was like, I can't find Natalie. We should turn the searchlights and on. Like, and RJ was like, nah, I don't think so. Here, have it. another yeah. glass of wine. And Dennis is like, no, so, dude, yeah. like, we need to find, find her. her. So in 2012, her death certificate was updated to read cause of death, drowning, and other undetermined factors. The amended documents included that it is not clear how Natalie ended up in the water. In 2013, another addendum to the report stated that the bruises on her body might have been sustained before she went into the uh, into I'm the sure water. They probably were right. In 2020, a medical doctor stated that the bruises were consistent with someone who gets thrown off a boat, which is just really sad. That's super sad. So in 2018, RJ was named a person of interest by the police in the investigation, but he has denied any involvement and he refuses to talk to the police. That, if that makes you look guilty. Yeah. If you're innocent, then why wouldn't you talk? Yeah, he, he won't talk to them. They, and they can't even, like, force him to talk because there's no evidence for probable, probable cause, cause. To even question him. And he's just a person of interest. He's not an official suspect. Yeah. So, it, like, unless he feels like talking or, like, it's a deathbed death confession, confession, you know, we probably won't get any no. answers. So, also in 2018, the LA Times cited um, the 2013 coroner's report said that Wood had unexplained fresh bruising on her right forearm, left wrist, and right knee in a superficial scrape on her forehead. Officer said it is possible she was assaulted before she was drowned. Which is... That's... Horrific. Yeah. Dennis also states in a book that he wrote about that night 
that the last words he heard RJ yell was, get the hell off my boat. So that's, that's suspicious. Fucking definitely suspicious. There's another story about that maybe Natalie caught RJ and Christopher walking in bed together. Mm. Which, listen, okay. So I know, like, RJ was an actor in the 50s and 60s. And I know he thinks, and he's probably right, that it would have been bad for his career to come out as a gay man or a bisexual, bisexual. man. Yeah. They would not have looked fondly on him. as if, if it was today, you know, people come out all the time and it's not a big deal. Yeah. So I know he would have been judged more harshly. But, like, still, not a reason to, to kill, kill somebody, somebody, not a reason to be aggressive. Like, it, that's no. just not a reason to be a total asshole. Not at all. So, let's see. There's another story that... Oh, said that already. So whatever happened that night is unfortunate, and we won't know for sure unless RJ or Christopher Walken decide to tell what they know. Now, he hasn't talked at all. Has he, he hasn't said anything either. So. He, he claims he doesn't, like, know what happened, but I think he probably does. Um, RJ's now 91 years old, and Christopher Walken is 78. So, like I said, unless it's going to be a deathbed yeah. confession. But they know, like, he did it, or they know something, like, there's definitely way more to it than just she fell off the boat. Yeah. And to say, don't turn the light on, just get another drink, like, mm-hmm. that makes you look suspicious. Yeah. Well. Yeah, this podcast was really good, and I'll have to find the name of it. It was just a short, like, seven-episode, ten-episode podcast, and um, it was really good, and it went into way more detail about Dennis's testimony and his book and what he claims he saw and went through and all that. So all of it, I mean, he's super convinced that it's RJ. Like, he's like, it, it, it can't be anything else. Yeah. Um, but yes. there's, like, so much else. Like, there's, like, a couple that was, like, a mile on shore that said they heard a woman scream and think like it's just like it's so in depth but that's like scratching the surface of that case but yeah the the whole podcast just makes rj look super Super suspicious suspicious, yeah but like you know it he there's no problem there's no evidence there's no way to even yeah there's there's just nothing i mean it's on a boat it's you're not gonna make him talk unless he wants to talk so there's probably not going to be any headway unless somebody Needs to get something off their chest, unfortunately. But the boat captain is like, he's one of the four people that was on the boat. He's super convinced that he knows what happened. So, I mean, that's at least something I feel. Yeah. It's just sad because... It's not going to get anywhere with the case because, like you said, there's nothing to prove. Yeah, there's no evidence. They can't prove that. Unless there's a confession in the case. That's just where it stands. But it's just so sad. Natalie was, again, gorgeous and successful and had so talented and, and the kids yeah that's just the saddest thing she had three daughters i think so it's just it's super sad it's really really terrible okay i guess that means it's my turn now huh? your turn okay. hold on we should go to a commercial and we're back hey we're here tell me something okay. spooky okay so mine is actually local Ooh. Um, it's Egypt Valley. Nice. Yes. We just drove by that the other day. So, um, Egypt Valley is located in the northwestern Belmont County, Ohio. Um, it's a 14,300-acre former surface mining area that has become a popular location for fishing, hunting, and camping. And some more sinister activities happen there. Yes. 
Um, so well, I'm gonna just dive right into the spooky shit. Yes. Um, so fuck me up with the spooky <laughs> shit. Salem Cemetery is located in the middle of the the wildlife area, and is home to many graves. One of those being Louisa Catherine Fox, who was murdered by her lover Thomas Carr in 1869. Uh, Louisa was only 13 years old. <gasps> um, yeah, she was young. Oh, um, but her lover. Just, oh yeah. god! Oh, um, she was a servant working for Alex Hunter, who was the owner of the coal mine. So her rapist? No. Oh, okay. That's just what what her job was. She worked for Alex Hunter. Okay. And then there was another gentleman named Thomas Carr, who worked for Hunter at the mine. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, he was twenty-two. Ew. Yes. Um, Fox and Carr began dating, and initially her parents approved. They even gave them permit consent to become engaged. I mean, I guess the 1800s, uh, yeah. different times, but um, ew. However, once Louisa's parents learned of Carr's violent past, they retracted their approval. They were like, nah, we can't, we can't allow this to happen. Yeah. This enraged Carr, mm-hmm. who immediately began plotting to murder her. Wow. That's her fault, you know. That's, yeah, totally not her fault. Not at all. Um, so on January 21st, 1869, Thomas waited behind a fence on a path he knew Louisa frequently traveled home from work. He spoke to her, kissed her one last time, and then slid her throat with a razor and stabbed her 14 times. Oh, my God. Throwing her body in a ditch and fleeing. Unbeknownst to Carr, Willie, Louise's younger brother, was watching from a distance and had witnessed the whole thing. Jesus. Yeah. So, he ran home and informed his parents immediately about what had just happened. Uh, Louise's family sent out a search party where they eventually found Carr hiding in a coal bunker with wounds from his attempted suicide. He had, there goes my laptop just scrolling. Um, he had attempted to slit his throat, and when that was unsuccessful, he attempted to shoot himself in the head. How do you slit your own throat? I don't know. I don't feel like that's but ever both success- were unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, he was taken into custody and nursed back to health. Several days after the murder, he admitted to killing Fox along with 13 other people. What? At sentencing, he laughed, saying he did not care a damn if it was to be tomorrow. Like, if they executed him tomorrow. Well, no, he's suicidal. <laughs> Clearly. Um, he was imprisoned for a year before his execution took place. Uh, he Man, was, executions were quick back I'm then. saying. Uh, Carr was executed on March 24th, 1870, becoming the first person on record to be hanged in Belmont County. Um, so there are reports of the ghost of a young girl weeping around the grave marker of Fox, which I've been there. Like, I've yeah. seen these things. I have stories that will, t- that, that will come at the end. <sighs> crazy ass shit. And I've heard, like, because I, I was friends with a girl, like, um, Heidi and Audra and my friend Tina. They, like, Heidi and Audra used to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and Audra grew up around there. So she has crazy stories from things that have happened out there. Um, but um, this, the same uh, ghostly figure has also been seen at the site of the vicious murder, mm. which was just a mile from her final resting place. Um, a memorial, a memorial plaque sits at the site of the murder on Starkey Road. And this is just another little tidbit because it's another local place. But one of Carr's other alleged victims, um, supposedly was hacked to death with a hatchet, is said to haunt Tunnel Green. Which is is in Wheeling. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that little snippet in there. We should do Tunnel Green. We should. That would be a good one. Um, Louisa and Thomas aren't the only ghosts haunting the land of Egypt Valley. Back in the surface mining days... A truck driver reportedly fell asleep at the wheel on a back road. 
Some stories say he was killed when his vehicle overturned. Others claimed he lived. One similar thing in both stories, though, was that his arm had been severed in the crash. Mm. So, so, have you ever seen the movie Idle Hands? No. It has Devin Sawa in it. and um, Devin Sawa used to be my main I'm man. I'm saying. <laughs> Devin. 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 <laughs> and uh, Jessica Alba's in it, too. Nice. You should watch it. It's a, good, it's a good flick. Okay, so, just side note. <laughs> Where's Slam? I don't know. <laughs> she got really mad at me one night because it was, like, dark in our bedroom and, like, she, like, leaned up to, like, kiss me goodnight. And, like, you know, she got short hair. It, like, fell on her face a little bit like that. <laughs> Something about Devin like, Sawa. I was like, oh, girl, you look just like Devin Sawa. <laughs> she was like, you did not just call me she Devin Sawa. So She's still so pissed about it. So that's what this reminds, this reminded me of. Um, But, so the arm is said to crawl around the cemetery. Shut the front its- door. <laughs> no. That's not real. Oh, my God. On its fingertips, like, tapping on gravestones. Stop. That's so scary. <laughs> Somehow that's scarier than a whole ghost. <laughs> Just the arm? Just the fucking arm. <laughs> like, crawling around. Yeah, tap oh. on headstones. Oh, my God. Little rappy tap tap. That's frightening. <laughs> um, there's also reportedly a pack of hellhounds that roam the hills at night. Oh. They can be seen and heard growling and howling into the night. That's spooky. Yeah. Some say they guard the cemetery so ghosts can't escape. I don't love that. I don't love that either. No. Um, there was also... Now, this is just a little nonsensical and funny, so I put it in here. Um, there was also a supposed Bigfoot sighting. Nice. In 1984. Um, witnesses, a witness's daughter spotted one years later, too. So Nice. Um, but they both described the creature as six foot two, which I don't, that's not very tall that's, for a Bigfoot. That's not... I, I Are you sure it's just not a man's? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that's just a dude. That's a man's with a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's wearing, like, some fucking leafy hunting clothing and yes. he just thought it was fur. He's walking all weird. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he fell and he's all, his shirt's wet and it's heavy so he can't hold his arms up. <laughs> um, with long, hairy arms. That was a slow runner and very clumsy. That That's a man's. That's, that's just a dude. <laughs> that's just a dude. It's a clumsy-ass dude. Clumsy, hairy dude. Yes, for sure. This one fucking creeps me out, too. There's also a rumor that if you walk the perimeter of the Salem Cemetery six times that you disappear. Stop. (laughs) Ooh. be gone. Where do you go? I don't know. Ew, I wonder if that's like the elevator game. Oh, the elevator game is fucked. Like, if you go the same place. What if they go to the same place? Like, hey, how'd you get here? (laughs) Oh, I rode an elevator. (laughs) How'd you get here? Oh, I just walked around the cemetery six times. That's... I didn't think I'd really disappear. Or, like, like Bloody Mary, like, the stories where, like, yeah. she pulls you or, into the mirror. Like, yes. is that where is you that go? Where you go? <gasps> uh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> um, there are also several unmarked graves said to belong to witches. Mm. The ghost of one witch is said to help reunite brokenhearted lovers if an apple is placed on her grave. Aw. Hey, so, first, first of all, is that why it's called Salem Cemetery? Because there's witches? I don't know. I wondered that myself. It didn't really go Be- into an explanation as to why. Because that's just an interesting name. And then you, like, think of Salem. Like, when you hear Salem. Salem that's you- what you think of as witches. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just that's that's interesting it that you is. said witches. Okay, keep going. I'm uh, sorry. Another will help you gain quick cash if you sprinkle pennies and sugar water over her. Oh, girl, give me that money. Give me that money. Now this one, she ain't very. She ain't as like nicey nice. The last will curse you. No, thank you. If you do not bring her sweet chocolates, like she wants candy. That's going to be me candy. in the afterlife. Like, bitch, time. bitch better have my chocolate. Uh, there's also Alvin. Um, Alvin? Alvin. The chipmunk. <laughs> Maybe. Um, he's said to be a lonely young man around 39 years old that died of a broken heart. Aw. His ghost is said to pinch the butts of women who visit. Oh, okay. No, never mind. He wildin' Alvin. No, no, Alvin's not a good dude. This part freaked me the fuck out, too. And I literally, it is in my notes. This freaked me the fuck out, too. <laughs> a mysterious house is said to appear at night in the middle of the cemetery. Duh. There are seven red candles burning in the windows, but it disappears when you approach it. No, I hate, hate that. that. I hate that I've so never much. heard that in any other ghost story. I hate it. Oh, no, I don't love that. At all. That's... Ugh. Um, there's also an old hanging tree on the grounds that is said to contain the souls of those that were hanged Ugh. on that tree. Um, there have also been multiple reports of odd satanic rituals and things like happening at night. Mm. Um, so like, would you go there? No. I didn't want to either. No thanks. But I was with Heidi, Audra, and Tina one night <laughs> and that's where we went. And we went to the site of, like, the both the headstone from where she was buried, Louisa was buried, and the marker. And some weird-ass fucking shit was happening. And at first I thought they were fucking with me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in paranormal, that's fine. Just don't judge me because this shit's legit and it was scary as fuck. So, like, they say that, you like, people leave her offerings when they visit. So yeah. So that, like, she won't follow them home. Oh, yeah. So I left a penny. Mm-hmm. I think Tina left a guitar pick because she played guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Heidi and Audra each left something too. And like we sat there and talked for a while and stuff like that. And they downloaded, which I'm not saying that this is like a true thing, um, like an EVP thing on app mm-hmm. on their phone. And it was, it was saying, like it said Tina. Ooh. And then it said Tire. And we got out, and there was, like, something by the tire. Like, I opened the door, and there was something by the tire. Like, fucking weird. And then Audra went to start the car, and it wouldn't start. Oh, my God. And it's also said that, like, you can get lost out there. Like, you feel like you know where you're going, but then you somehow get lost, and then you can't find your way back out. Oh. This was one of the freakiest parts, though, and I shit you not. Because it's really hilly. Mm -hmm. So we're driving, and we see headlights up, like, a hill further away, like, cresting, and then they go down a hill. Mm -hmm. I never fucking saw headlights again. It was just gone. It was driving straight at us, went down a dip, and then back up and was gone. Okay, I have two theories. Number one, maybe they circled the cemetery six times and And disappeared. disappeared. That's it. That has to be. The whole ass car's gone. Number two, maybe it's the ghost truck with the dude in the arm. Arm. Maybe the arm is driving the truck. truck. Those are good theories. That's I'm and saying. there's also a, a legend out there too um, on Lady Bend Hill that there's supposed to be a woman in white that haunts that road because um, I think it was back in like the carriage days, but mm-hmm. it was going around that like it's a really really sharp curve and mm-hmm. it wrecked and she fell and like fell out and like died. I don't know if she was like decapitated or oh. what, but it's like she said to haunt that turn, like warning people to slow down, like just dressed in white. Ugh. No. Yeah, that that night that they took me to Egypt Valley was fucking weird as shit. 
Like, just the whole vibe was weird. Yeah. And we saw lights, like, out in the woods and shit. Like, mm-mm. No, thank you. Ew. I would, i maybe go there. Because, like, like, I said, people fish there all the time and stuff like that. Right. But, like, I don't want to go back there at night. That's probably why Audra was a big fisher. Mm-hmm. Woman. Fisher. Fish, fish. Fisher person. <laughs> I don't know what you're... <laughs> I don't know what you call them. Um, so, maybe that's, that's probably why she was, like, out there a lot. But at nighttime, no thank you. I will pass. That's scary. I didn't know all that about it. And I it. thought she was fucking around when she went to start the car. And she's like, guys, I'm for real. Like, it will not turn over. I'm like, we can't be stuck here. No. And I think the EVP thing, which it might have been, like, the microphone thing was listening to conversations, but she hadn't downloaded the app yet. Yeah. Because it said Thomas. And then it said, like, stuff like, go. Like, bitch, leave. I don't even care if this is a game or a joke or whatever, but it says go, fucking go. Yeah. So, like, I can't. We stuck <sighs> here. Yeah, it was. That's spooky. It was definitely spooky. I don't love it. I don't want it either. I don't want to go there. <laughs> that fucking house in the fucking cemetery. No, though. I can't. If I saw that. <gasps> but like, what? Where do you go? Maybe that's where you go. When That's why. They circle the cemetery. The house appears. And then when they disappear, the house disappears. And they're in the house with the seven red candles. And they can't get out of the and house. And they can't. They're trapped in there. Ooh, I don't love it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good theory, though. I like that. <laughs> it disappears. Or it appears as you're circling. And people Ugh. don't know that, and then they're, like, approaching it, and it disappears because they disappear. I just made that up. But. Yeah. No, I see what you're going with that, though. Doesn't sound bad to me. It's good theory. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't either. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. It's local. Yeah. No, I didn't know all that. And, like, that's funny because, like, we took a trip to Columbus the other day and, like, drove by all that. Like, I've never, like, actually, like, been there, but, like, I yeah. saw the sign for it. And it's, it's a huge area, and it's definitely, I could see how you could get lost. There was always people, like, in high school that talked about Egypt Valley and, like, some weird shit that went on there. But, like, I was like, I don't know what that is, so. Yeah, it's <laughs> legit. legit. Ooh, that was a good one. I like the local. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to do Tunnel Green, though, because Tunnel Green is spooky it as is. hell. It sure the fuck is. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go there. That was a good one. at night, I don't want to go there. No. But we're doing good on time. We are. So, no updates of true crime. What else? We still have a Patreon. Yes. Uh, we have a $3 tier right now. And what that will get you is um, hopefully some stickers when we get those in. I got to order those. Um, some behind the scenes kind of things. Where you we... don't get any of the things if you don't become a Patreon. That's right. So, so you won't know all the special we things. We want to do more super awesome things for you. But you have to help us do super awesome. Right. Full circle. With your $3. With your $3. That's <laughs> all we want is $3. But yeah, we're hoping, you know, we want to get some merch. We want to get some stickers. We want to get some fun things. So your contribution to our Patreon helps us do all the it fun, does. cool things. And we definitely need new mics. Like, we, that is, like, the... That's the top tier. Yes. Number one thing. Number one thing we need is new mics because we know, trust us, that our audio... We sound like we're underwater. Yes. Maybe it's better than the new house. It might be. Because the acoustics it's, it's, here yeah. are a lot better than the old house. So we'll have to listen back. I don't know. Anyway. But if it isn't, just bear with us. Yeah, we know the audio is not great. And we are working on that. And we definitely want to get new mics. But For sure. we need Patreons. Yeah. So consider donating to us. That would be super awesome. Just so you know that your money is going to, to better the podcast. Yeah, because all the, all the money is going to go right, right back, back into, into the it. show. Yeah. For sure. So... Um, but tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your wife. 
and tell your kids if, <laughs> if they're old enough. Right, right. Because you know we I don't have, want to corrupt other children. I already am corrupting my own child. So. I think we have like an NC seventeen on our podcast. Pro- probably. <laughs> we say the f word fuck, a lot. Fuck, what the motherfuck. <laughs> All right, that so, it. That was it. All right, so keep calm and spook on. Bye. Bye.